Hey, it's Keenan popping in here at the beginning just to say, wow, this episode turned out to be a mess. I will try and write these a little more in the future. Um, anyway, if you have any expectations for this, please lower them. Hello! Hello! Oh, we are here for another bonus episode. It's going to be it a, again. It's going to be a retrospective. All right. You're on uh, Blue Beetle. Okay. The character. Getting a, getting ahead of the movie coming out, huh? It, yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> I, I've just been learning about it more and more because I just uh, read a couple of the later runs with Jaime Reyes, who is the third person to take up the Blue Beetle mantle. Okay. Uh, so this is actually one of the oldest, like, running characters in comic books. Originally created in 1939 by wow. Fox Comics. Alright. Um... Now, it'd be lying to say that he was anything but a rip-off to make money, mm -hmm. uh, to start. Um, the first person to bear his name was Dan Garrett, <laughs> with one T and later with two T's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he was... Uh, it, the publishers for um, Blue Beetle throughout the years were Fox Comics, Holyoke Comics, Charlton Comics... Then DC Comics. Damn. Changed hands a few times. Yeah. He's a prolific guy, the Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, originally created by Charles Nicholas Wachowski. Uh, there's a J in there, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to pronounce it or not. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Fox Comics was later owned by Charlton Comics. So, like, Fox Comics went under, and it... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um... Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> so, the initial Blue Beetle was a police, uh, police squad guy, just a just a beat cop, basically. Okay. Um, and yeah, he was named Dan Garrett, later spelled with two T's, as I said. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is he um, initially gained Spider uh, Spider Man powers. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't start looking like Spider Man till like the seventies. <laughs> No, uh, Dan Garrett got his powers from Vitamin 2X. Vitamin 2X. Which was incredibly vague. At one point, he grew like giant man. Uh, it's... <laughs> he became the Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, but... So, so, yeah, that was later changed from gaining his powers to a sacred scarab. And um, he found it in a tomb. Okay. Oh, Indiana my. Jones style? Yeah. Hell, why was he... I don't know. <laughs> ...in a tune Indiana Jones style? I thought he was a beat cop. He was. <laughs> Hang on. These things... These things don't add up. These things don't mesh well. No, no, they don't. Um, so much of that first Dan Garrett comic run was just like, uh, we're gonna use what works this week. His costume changed so many times. <laughs> he did not have a set look for years. That's amazing, though. That means he went through a phase where he was just trying out different costumes. I mean, yeah, if effectively. This does, if that doesn't play into this movie, then I don't know if there's any hope for the three movies. If there's, that would be such a fun comic book campy thing to do at the beginning with him just, like, trying a bunch of different suits well, if I think they're going with the Jaime Reyes version, which is, like, at this point, a different universe, but it usually has reference to Dan Garrett somewhere. Um, so, like, Dan Garrett's been mentioned uh, quite a few times in the later runs with uh, Ted Cord, who was the second one. And um, so he, uh, he actually, like, kind of inherited the Scarab from Dan Garrett in the original runs. Okay. Um, but Ted Cord, quote-unquote, jumped... To the DC Comics universe during the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Earths. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how um, Ted Cord went from. Uh, I think it, the last publisher he was on was uh, Charlton Comics. At this point, they have an established costume and everything yeah, set in stone. Yeah. So the the costume for Blue Beetle comes from the Scarab when it's interwoven with them. Okay. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, so Dan Garrett was very much a, he's, he's an Easter egg now. <laughs> um, he was one of the heroes who was brought back when, brought back from the dead when uh, Batman had the Black Lantern ring, like, mm -hmm. so 
He's 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 a cool little Easter egg in Blue Beetle comics, and um, in this later run of the Jaime Reyes one, I just or am in the middle of right now. Um, he's like a crazy old guy that uh, Ted Gord got the Beetle from. Okay. But he's like weird and paranoid, and like <laughs> has been corrupted by the power of the Beetle, basically. Yeah. Corrupted by the Scarab. Um, yeah, so the second Blue Beetle, Ted Kord, um, jump into the DC Comics from Charlton Comics because of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, he later became a member of the Justice League and was killed during the prelude to DC Comics' Infinite Crisis. Damn. Uh, he's been brought back a couple of times, and now he just does exist. Um, in the Jaime Reyes one, he's like... In this newest version of the Jaime Reyes one, he's a... Uh, um, a mentor, kind of helping guide Jaime through it. Okay. Um, but, uh, so he was the third Blue Beetle created by DC Comics, Jaime Reyes, as I've said, is a teenager who discovers the original, that the original Blue Beetle Scarab morphs into a battle suit, allowing him to fight crime and, uh, travel in space. <laughs> uh... Every teenager's dream. Yeah. <laughs> he actually hates it. He does not have a good time with it. It's really good. This this uh, one I'm reading right now is really good. Let me actually... Uh, I'll look up the name of the run that I'm reading. Because... Uh, it's just Blue Beetle Rebirth. Uh, started in 2016. Okay. Um, but he has been going... Uh, since like 2006 or 2007 um and was part of the new 52 reboot a lot of people didn't like that and this is the rebirth after that <laughs> um and that the rebirth one is the most recent iteration i think that's probably what they're going with for the film mm -hmm. but uh yeah yeah that is a full continuity revision interesting yeah so Starting back with uh, Dan Garrett, uh, bum, 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 bum. Uh, so they've got uh, Charles Nicholas Wachowski uh, as the artist, and uh, the Grand Comics database tentatively credits Will Eisner as the scripter. <laughs> oh, okay. He wore a. That's incredibly vague. Yeah. He wore a special bulletproof costume and took vitamin 2X, which endowed him with super energy. <laughs> super energy. <laughs> yeah, which is also super vague. I love it. Um, you didn't need super in-depth explanations back then. You just He took this crazy vitamin, I don't know, vitamin 2X, right? It gave him this, this super energy. He just could just... Blah! <laughs> Uh, like most Golden Age heroes, he fell into obscurity in the 1950s. The comic book series saw a number of anomalies in publication. I'm just reading straight from the Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but they've got... I'm reading from the Blue Beetle. The, the peak of journalism right here. Folks. Hell yeah. <laughs> Look, they got citations. Whatever. <laughs> you can read along. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, they got 19 issues, number 12 through 30, were published through Holyoke Publishing. No issue, number 43, was published. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, Cut their losses. Yeah. Uh, they sold the printing plate plates. Fox Comics went out of business in the mid-1950s and sold the printing plates uh, featuring Blue Beetle to Charlton Comics. That's how they got a hold of them. Um the Blue Beetle, the first Blue Beetle series, uh, took over from the thing exclamation point, and it began with issue number eighteen. <laughs> um, so they started new issues after issue nineteen, like totally new stories. They just mm -hmm. reprinted old issues for the first ones, and um, the series was canceled after these four issues. <laughs> Number 22 onwards was Mr. Muscles. <laughs> it was revamped again in 1964. Um, 
which had him as a university professor. And that's when the second T got added to Garrett. <laughs> um, and the university professor is when he found the mystical Egyptian scarab. So, a little bit, a university professor of what? Right. It doesn't say. <laughs> because that, depending on what he's a professor of, that could maybe, like, if he's a professor of, like, archaeology, you know, he's got his doctorate in archaeology, then maybe he could be going on digs and things where they could be exploring that. I mean, that there's, there's, a, there's a write-off there, maybe. Yeah. Um, he's a professor of fucking mathematics. <laughs> I kind of don't think so. So, taking over numbering from the anthology comic Unusual Tales, um, from number 50 to number 54. Um, and then once again, it was pretty much canceled. Yep, yep. Then 1966, Blue People Beetle was... People were rough on Blue Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan Garrett's got a really fucked weird history as i've tried tried mm. to explain but it doesn't it's hard to cover all of it um there is a really in-depth youtube video and uh called uh, it's just the history of the blue beetle but it's from uh, atop the fourth wall where bad comics go to burn <laughs> or where bad comics burn i don't know he's a good youtube channel he does really in-depth things he is a big nerd <laughs> bigger than us nerd um but uh in 66, he was reinvented again uh, in the Captain Adam comics. And um, these ones were plotted and drawn by Steve Ditko, and they introduced Ted Cord, who was a student of Garrett's, who took on the role of Blue Beetle after Garrett's apparent death. And so this is the first uh, new hero mm -hmm. in the Blue Beetle outfit and drawn by Steve Ditko, who is a legend. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably why it even had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, this Beetle received his own series in 67, also by Ditko. Um, and then Charlton's Action Heroes line of comics ceased publication in 1968. <laughs> and he was sold with the rest of the Charlton lineup to DC Comics in 83. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> He's just had, like, five issue runs, <laughs> limited runs of Blue Beetle for, like, almost 50 years at this point. Yeah, yeah. Just had a bad time of it. Yeah. It wasn't until 1986 that Ted Cord got his own uh, thing into the DC Comics shared universe. Um, and this one ran for 24 issues, all written by Len Wein, who is an, another big name in comics. Um... And he appeared as a member in several incarnations as the Justice League. Uh, of the Justice League. Yeah, as the Justice League. The entire Justice League. I am Blue Beetle. Kashida! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that doesn't make any sense if you don't know who Blue Beetle is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, and then in 2006, jumping forward 20 years here. Um, Jaime Reyes, whose powers were derived from the Scarab, now revealed as a piece of advanced alien technology. Okay. Yeah. And so this is where Blue Beetle actually gets good. So Ted Cord was a lot of fun, but he was, he was just that. He was, um, the way Ditko drew him really made him, so Dan Garrett was really, like, fighty, punchy, mm -hmm. like, really, like, a brawler, mm -hmm. whereas, uh, Ted Cord was way more Spider-Man-esque, believe it or not. Okay. Ditko. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he was a lot more all about his tech, and uh, he used Ted Cord's like, a super genius as well. Like, Batman considers him very smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also fucking loaded. <laughs> so he used just a lot of technology to make the Blue Beetle costume work for him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yeah, 2006, uh, Jaime Reyes appears, initially written by Ken, or Keith Giffen and John Rogers, with artist Coley Hamner. What a name on that guy. Yeah, right? Coley Hamner. That's a fucking amazing... I'm not sure... Oh, God. That's a, that's a name. Yeah, okay, so after uh, Giffen left on issue 10, 
Uh, Rogers took full writing duties and joined by a new artist. You're going to love this. Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah. Hey, Raphael B. <laughs> Get over here. Raphael B. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Uh, and then Rogers left the series at uh, number 25, leaving Matt Sturgis to become the main writer in issue number 29 after a couple of fill-in writers. Um, after poor sales, Dan DiDio put the cancellation order down. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> poor Blue Beetle. And so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, in 2009, Blue Beetle was brought back as a co-feature of the popular Booster Gold comic. So, Blue and Gold, that is actually a pretty good run. And uh, Booster Gold and him seem to work a lot together. Mm -hmm. I would be surprised if they didn't incorporate that. Because they're planning on doing a Booster Gold Movie. appearance in the new DCU. I would mm -hmm. be surprised if that's not um, somewhat tied into Blue Beetle, if they plan to keep that in canon. Um and yeah, the New 52 Initiative uh, launched uh, a new Blue Beetle comic in 2011, and that rebooted all of Jaime Reyes' history. <laughs> <laughs> and without any apparent history of Cord or Garrett as Blue Beetles. Oh, okay. Um, so he's now the first Blue Beetle? Yeah, in, in this one. <laughs> in, the, in the New 52 reboot, that's what they did. Uh, it was written by Tony Bedard and drawn by Iguara. That's I, also a name. Yeah, all these artists have great names. <laughs> the writers are like, oh, that's an interesting name. And then their artists are like, your name's not interesting anymore. <laughs> we got Iguara. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Kick my mic. <laughs> So, uh, and both, both Blue Beetles reappeared in the third issue of AmeriComics, a title published by AC Comics in 1983 and 84. In this first story in this issue, Ted Cord fought a bogus Dan Garrett, but the second story was more significant. It revealed the original 1940s Dan was reincarnated as the Silver Age version. Minus his memories. <laughs> <laughs> Always with the memory wipe. And then that's how Ted Cord got brought back to life because Dan Garrett was resurrected to save his life, I guess. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is so it's a, yeah, it's. Look, the Blue Beetle history is a pile of nonsense it's at this so point. It's so convoluted. I, I say that the what's inspired me to love Blue Beetle as much as I do is this latest Jaime Reyes run, which we'll get to and is very good. <laughs> but all of these are just... Uh, oh, this, this second part specifically about Dan Garrett in the Blue Beetle section does say archaeologist Dan Garrett. Okay, thank God. Oh, that was sweating bullets on that <laughs> one. Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah, he would uh, transform into the Blue Beetle by saying the words, Kajida. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was in the uh, 1964 run. And it was written by Joe Gill and artist uh, Tony Tallarico. <laughs> Tallarico? Yeah. Yeah, Tallarico. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was played for camp with stories like The Giant Mummy Who Was Not Dead. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they retold his origin when uh, Ted Cord was... That sounds like a Bailey School kids book. <laughs> yeah. It's... Mummies can't... Or vampires can't drink lemonade. <laughs> uh, so his 1940s incarnation is briefly glimpsed in DC's 1993 limited series, The Golden Age. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. It just gets more... It, that's such a... It's not even a downhill slide. It's like a knot 
It's it's like a convoluted just mess of what is happening here. Yeah, and all of it is like that until like Ted Cord story is a tangible good like run. If you go back and read those, they're they're fine. Like it's a good superhero comic. Dan Garrett's history is a fucked pile of nonsense. <laughs> his original motivation was like his dad was also a police officer who was killed in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And second motivation as Ted Cord is that he needs to continue the Blue Beetle name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh. Third one sounds like he just kind of got fucked over and is part of this now. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about his origin, because it's the one I know the best, is this Rebirth origin. Um, it's really good. <laughs> like, they, they really did a good job on writing this, this latest one. But... Uh, look, if you're going to go back and read any of them, go read the Ted Cord one from, like, 83, and then... Or, sorry, 86. No, I want to read all the fucked Dan Garrett shit. <laughs> it won't make any sense. That's fine. I'm going to read it, and I'll be, like, angry. I'll be calling you. I'll be like, this shit don't make no sense. And you'll be like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> so, uh... Ted Cord was... A genius-level inventor and gifted athlete. And they were investigating Cord's Uncle Jarvis when they learned Jarvis was working to create an army of androids to take over Earth. Garrett would change into the Blue Beetle what was killed in battle. As he died, he passed on to Cord the responsibility of being Blue Beetle, but was unable to pass on the mythical scarab. Uh. <laughs> Ted had the scarab for some time, but never used it. Oh, good. Uh, he carried it during on Crisis on Infinite Earths when he was chosen by the Monitor to protect the multiple Earths. But it only reacted when he was attacked. It did not give him superpowers. I don't know why, but you talked about him just carrying it with him, and I just had a flashback to Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Dad gave me this. I carried this game in my ass. Five, five years. Five years. <laughs> Man, you know how uncomfortable this was? <laughs> uh, so during the death of Superman saga, the Blue Beetle and other JLM members tried to stop Doomsday's, Doomsday's path of destruction. And he brutally defeated the League and put Blue Beetle into a coma. He's somehow a lot less intimidating if he's just called Doomday. Doomday. <laughs> I am Doomday. <laughs> it is. It's way less intimidating. I don't know why, but it is. Um, oh my god. Blue Beetle discovered a renewed checkmate organization led by Maxwell Lord with a database containing information on every human on Earth. He was captured and executed with a single gunshot to the head. Yes! So damn! That's so good! <laughs> Superheroes don't die with a single gunshot to the head. That's so awesome! I love that. That's the best superhero death I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so, uh, at some point, Booster called uh, Jaime, uh, Dan Garrett and the Black Beetle in the guise of the Blue Beetle from the future. That is a convoluted storyline, let me tell you. <laughs> Black Beetle comes back as Blue Beetle and then just wants to fuck up the whole timeline so they save Cord before his death. But turns out that that just fucks their timeline entirely because Cord was supposed to die. <laughs> and that was Black Beetle's plan the whole time. Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Is he... He's he's a bad. Black Beetle's a bad Beetle. Yeah, but is he, like, future Cord? No, he was... He was... He claimed... Just going back to save himself so he could become a bad guy in the future? No, no. Like, so when he saved Cord, it destroyed, like, the S... It was like a, like a nexus point in the Marvel Universe. Like, that's something that had to happen. Okay. And so when they stopped that from happening, it fucked over time, and things started to go fucking wrong. Sure. So Cord had to go back to being dead by the end of that run. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Go back over there, but I need you to get shot in the head. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I tried to stop you getting shot in the head. You, you gotta get shot. <laughs> there's no, there's no way around it. I'm sorry. Go, 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 cop that bullet, buddy. So, uh, it's, good lead sandwich waiting for you. Uh, I'm gonna go over Jaime Reyes, but after I go over the history of the Scarab or Kajida. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I assume it's just like a conscious thing at this point. Uh, it's like a god trapped in an amulet. It, yes and no. Um, so the it was previously an artifact of magic. It's later reckoned as a tool of war for the Reach, an ancient race of cosmic marauders. It was defeated by the guardians of the universe thousands of years ago and forced into a truce. Um... The Scarab is a gift for the world's champion, giving him amazing powers and the knowledge of the Reach to protect their peers. And uh, it's secretly part of an advanced hive mind. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, so it's... Uh, so the, the Blue Beetle Scarab uh, doesn't try to take over the world because it's damaged so it forms a symbiotic relationship with his host. It's Venom. Uh, effectively a bit, yes. <laughs> um, it uses its serial number Kaji Da as its name. Okay. Sure. Why is it a scarab? That's what the race looks like. Wait, that's just what they are? They're giant, they're giant the, beetle they're... people? They're bug-like people. They're bug-like alien race. Okay. And so all, all of that technology looks like pretty bug-like. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't track. We are people. <laughs> all of our technology does not look like people. Nope. That's not really the point there, guy. <laughs> Comic books are a lawless place. <laughs> Yes. Um, so the new 52 had a different kind of thing for it. I'm just going to skip over that because in the rebirth, we're going to get up to Jaime Reyes' mm -hmm. origin now. Um, in the DC Universe rebirth, Ted Cord and Jaime Reyes believe the Scarab is an alien device that bonded to Jamie's spine. They don't believe it's bonded to Jamie's spine. They actually know it's bonded to his spine. Like it's, It changes him on a physical level. Um, uh Dr. Fate warns that it's not an alien device, but it's magic. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Jaime Reyes is a teenager who lives in El Paso, Texas, with his father, mother, and little sister. His father's a mechanic that owns a garage, and his mother's a nurse. And, like, a super ethical nurse. So, she helps anybody who is in trouble. Period. Um, awful good. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, uh, he wanted to work at the garage with his dad, but, uh, he was like, no, nah, you need to be a kid as long as you can. Um, <laughs> he didn't really get that opportunity because, uh, while he was out, well, I mean, he got a bit of opportunity because they're seniors, but, um, while he's still in high school, him and his two friends, uh, fuck, I can't remember her name, but, uh. Paco is his is his best guy friend's name. He's got a best girlfriend as well. I just can't remember her name, and it's not in this brief description for some reason. <laughs> um, but Paco's not in here either. Um, They're side characters. Yeah, not uh, important. But they were all out just enjoying a day by the water, and they were like, "Oh, hey, what's that shiny thing?" And Paco went up to it and like got all freaked out, and then it like did a big energy wah, expansion wah, wah, thing wah, wah, yeah and uh, as soon as jaime touched it it just bonded with him immediately yeah but, but don't touch the cursed item uh, he doesn't know it was cursed it was floating in the water you see an item putting off a visible aura floating in the water are you gonna go touch it yes you've read too many comic books <laughs> I, I like if i see something glowing in the water and it's warm enough for me to go get it yes i'm gonna go see what the fuck that is because that's super fascinating to me. <laughs> you don't become a superhero you just get really bad cancer <laughs> yeah yeah probably 
Um, so here, um, I've got Jaime Reyes's page open because I want to talk about him most. Uh, now, I just want to do this quickly. This is, once again, the newest version. Just I've got uh, the relevant pieces open. Just scroll through this page really fast. Just just quick scroll and see how much it is. Just... <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so, realistically, if we were going to do all of the Blue Beetle history entirely, <laughs> we would go through character by character and go through each of their pages and probably do an hour on each of them. Yeah. But I've spent a half an hour recapping the fucked history of what Blue Beetle was and has become. <laughs> now I would like to talk about the good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get a very quick recap of that. Yeah. Um, so fast you can't even hear it. Yeah, I just did the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Ted Cord is super interested in this because he was previously the Blue Beetle and got the Blue Beetle from Dan Garrett in this universe, in this iteration of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, art the Wikipedia thing says this article's plot summary may be too long or excessively detailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And so, uh, within the comic, it's clear that uh, a lot of his strength doesn't become apparent until any of his friends or family are in danger. Classic, like, good hero style mm -hmm. shit. Like, his suit doesn't activate at full power unless, until his mom gets threatened. And just like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Knock the wind out of me. That's <laughs> um, why you're not Emerald. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Sorry about your food, folks. <laughs> Mr. Lagazzi, are you okay? <laughs> no! <laughs> I can't bam <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah, so it's a retcon that the, the scarab is a magical item, and mm -hmm. Dr. Fate is scared of it. Okay. Like, he is scared of the power that the Blue Beetle has, which is... Pretty fucking intense. Dr. Yeah. Fate's super powerful. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, he controls fate. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when the reach under the city uh, finally grows powerful enough, they just start taking over all of El Paso. And it takes Dr. Fate, uh, Ted Cord resuiting his uh, Blue Beetle, and Batman... All together <laughs> to fight this shit off. And, uh, like, it takes over everybody in El Paso, like, converts them into these weird monster like things. And the bad guy actually stops Dr. Fate a couple of times. Okay. And is only brought back by the power of, uh, Future Flash is also there. Oh, okay. So Future Flash got sent back in time. <laughs> I like I like how the way you said that it made me like that's that's how he entered. They're they're fighting, things are going bad, and Future Flash is there now. No, no, Future <laughs> Flash was there. Um, uh, her name's Terry, and uh, she's from Justice League three thousand and one, which is a different series. But uh, she got sent back in time, and uh, yeah, they all work together if it hadn't been for flash being there she couldn't run fate's helmet back to his little um possessed body he possessed human person mm -hmm. okay yeah. and so after that they're able to all work together and then basically the blue beetle does does the shit does the thing makes the shit happen kaboom yeah crack a goom <laughs> um and, uh eventually zork zork my favorite one. <laughs> oh man. So, Blue Beetle overall is is the Scarab Kajida, um, and after uh, Jaime gets separated 
from the scarab in during this altercation mm-hmm. and uh there's a chance that it is killing him like the blue beetle is going to take him over entirely mm-hmm. but uh despite that he takes the power of the blue beetle back and wins that fight yeah uh because that's what heroes do mm-hmm. uh, sure well yeah it was the only way to win it was the only way to save his family and friends from this weird possession deal <laughs> that had happened um we actually, you left in the thing where you're just like, gotta edit this out. I was for a joke. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that part in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, so, uh, overall, Blue Beetle is just this high school kid who doesn't really want these powers, but when he gets merged back with the Scarab, he can talk with it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. Like, talk with it as a separate person. That's uh, worrying, but yeah. Yeah, but okay, so uh, <laughs> Kajida, the blue beetle, is like really clear, like, no, I'm really not trying to kill you. <laughs> I, I'm not. It doesn't matter if he's trying to. Whether or not it is killing him is different than whether or not it's trying to no, kill No, no, like, he, he has control over what he takes over. <laughs> he could do that, but he's not doing that. Um,. It's, uh, as far as I can tell, and I have not finished this full run, probably should have done that before this episode, but mm-hmm. did not. Um, Get I'm... an update later on, like, ah, God damn it, it was trying to kill him! <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, a, uh, it's doing things like encouraging him in social situations, even. So, like... It's just aware and is part of his thoughts now. Okay. And so, it... I don't know. It's really... Man, this is going to be a bad episode. <laughs> I'm not not taking that out. That's important because I've learned a lot. As going into this not knowing a whole lot about Blue Beetle, I feel like I've learned a lot more, and I'll have at least some base knowledge going into the movie now. Yeah, uh, but... Uh... It's just, this this latest run is really well written. Dan Garrett is involved in the story, but not, like, heavily. I think he drowned. <laughs> this poor fucking guy cannot catch a break. So, no, he's like, there's... It shows a flashback of Ted Cord originally seeing the Blue Beetle. Oh, who's like, now not shot in the head? He's not shot in the head. Okay. He's not shot in the head. He, I thought that was a nexus point. It was originally. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the New 52 it was a nexus point. Oh, okay. And uh, in this rebirth it is not because he's alive. Maybe, maybe he dies later. I don't know. Shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> just one gunshot. That's so funny. It really is. Executed. <laughs> but no, so uh Yeah, it, and this <gasps> I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. The art's like shady and he's in a stormy area in a car and like obsessive and weird. But he's like, gotta get back to the the scarab is calling me. It's calling me. The scarab is oh, calling me. Oh he's gollum. <laughs> yeah. A bit. And um he ends up getting driven off a bridge, like chased off a bridge by Dr. Fate. <laughs> or no, Dr. Fate tries to save him and find the blue beetle, but it's not there. And he just flies away and lets him die. Because <laughs> that's fate. Like, oh, you don't, you don't have the thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy. It's your time. Yeah. <laughs> so You seemed kind of crazy anyways. So yeah, Ted Cord, it, or, uh, Dan Garrett did exist in this run. Which is yeah, which is he cool. He did. He did. He did exist. He's dead now. And die. Um, and Ted Cord is actively like was the old Blue Beetle that knew, people knew from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he used technology to make the Blue Beetle suit work for him. Uh, whereas this is actually just the Scarab mm-hmm. making the Blue Beetle suit appear around Jaime. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship. They are. Working together to like save Venom. the day. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's less, it's less takeovery. <laughs> it's like 
Like, oh, Tom Hardy's Venom has a pretty symbiotic relationship with his symbiote. Yeah, it's it's closer to that, but like, I don't know, less less violent and aggressive. Uh, fair. Yeah, it's definitely more along the hero side of things. Um, one thing I haven't mentioned about the the Scarab's history is that it does not like the Green Lanterns in multiple versions. Okay. As I, I it might be just the primary color thing, but no. <laughs> uh, no, the Green Lanterns defeated the the alien race that was that the uh, uh-huh. Blue Beetle is from, and so there's uh, a, quite a few issues of various runs of Blue Beetle where they're just fighting Green Lantern okay. because they have uh, ancient beef. Yeah. <laughs> Can't let that go. No. No. Could never bear the hatchet on, like, 10,000 years of ancient beef. <laughs> um. Aged finely. Roasted over a fire. Some herbs and spices. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, so, apparently, the Jaime Reyes incarnation of the Blue Beetle and Ted Kord appeared in Smallville episode Booster. <laughs> Okay. So, that's fun. Uh, the Brave and the Bold. Um, all three versions of the Blue Beetle have been in that. That's fun. Okay. We are also getting a Brave and the Bold movie. Yeah, I don't... Look, the, we've talked about this on the podcast before, <laughs> but the Brave and the Bold series was very much the lighthearted part of Batman. It was really, like, comic booky cameo fuckfest. Like, lots of fun. And, like, the the weird fun parts of... Maybe that's what James Gunn's going for. I would just be so surprised because they're doing Damian Wayne, who is a literal assassin. He's, like, ten. Yeah, but also because Blue Beetle's already going to be established as part of the universe, it would be easy to put him in there. Uh, so, Cord was voiced by Will Wheaton. Really? Yeah. What do you know? Um, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, appeared in Young Justice as well, and Justice League Action, the Jaime Reyes version did. And Ted Cord appeared in DC Superhero Girls. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird place for him to appear, but... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Was he like Charlie from Charlie's Angels? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. It'd be a weirdly sexist place to take that feminist feminist ser- uh, series. Um, yeah, Blue Beetle's all over the place in cameos. <laughs> Blue Beetle's also one of my favorite characters to play in Injustice 2, the video game. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's Jaime Reyes as well. Uh, Dan Garrett had a radio serial. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, why don't why don't we talk about the movie for a second? Yeah, the movie. That's it's gonna be interesting. I. It's got to be an origin story. It makes sense to me. Like you were saying, it would probably be this rebirth one. Uh, yeah, so it's it's the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, um, and it's it was set to be the 14th film in the DCEU. Yeah, uh, but now it's the first film in the DCU. Uh, yes. Um, at least that's the way the timeline is set up uh, for the thing. Uh, and they're going... It looks like they're... Uh, Mostly going with the 2006-ish run. Because it's uh, based on Blue Beetle and Jaime Reyes. Uh, it's got the original Charles Wachowski. Wachowski? Wachowski. <laughs> it looks Polish. I don't know. Look, look, look at the last name. Oh, my God. Uh, it's Wachowski. <laughs> yeah. That. Wachkowski. And then uh, then they have Jaime Reyes by Keith Giffen, John Rogers, and Coley Hamner. 
Holy Hamner. <laughs> uh, but this one was already produced by Peter Saffron, who is now one of the heads. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, they have a pretty uh, Latinx, like, directed by a uh, Angel Manuel Soto, uh, written by oh Gareth Dunnett Alcosser. Alcosser? A-L-C-O-C-E-R. <laughs> yeah, I got no idea. No. But um Zolo Meridueña, um Bruna Marquezine, Belisa Escapito, George Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all of these <laughs> everybody in the starring cast has um, <laughs> has Latin style names except for Susan Sarandon. <laughs> So I'm I'm excited oh, to see man. how this goes. It even has Spanish as a second language on here, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Like, this is just a whole bunch of people who are not in the DCU already. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, Do you think that we'll get any cameos in this movie of, like, Upcoming DCU heroes. Booster Gold. If we get anybody, it's going to be Booster. Um, yeah, we got Penny, uh, Milagro Slareas, who is uh, Jaime's younger sister. And we got Jaime's uncle. Is supposed to be George Lopez, <laughs> but he's not played a particular uh, thing so far. Um, <laughs> Ted Cord doesn't seem to be cast, but Victoria Cord is. Okay. So um, maybe maybe gender swapped the the last Blue Beetle. Maybe that that would be really interesting. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset about that. Because it's just a very rich inventor. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and that, that name I was not sure about was also Mexican-born. <laughs> His first name is Gareth. <laughs> Maybe that's racist to me, but I just did not see that as a Mexico-born name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but wow. <laughs> it's, the, it's the first DCEU film with a Latino lead. At all. 14 of those. Well, they got there. Uh, uh, so, in January 23, newly appointed DC Studios CEO James Gunn stated that the film would be disconnected from previous DCEU entries and could be retconned into part of the new DC universe. Oh, which is right. the quote I really wanted to find. Yeah. So, it literally, it won't have anything to do with the Flash or anything. It's completely outside of all of it. Yeah. So, it's definitely going to be an origin story, and it's uh, focused on the Latino family at its core. So, what that means, everyone, is we all have to make sure that we go see this movie. That way... Everyone go see Blue Beetle. Because if it does well enough, then they'll bring Blue Beetle into the DCU... Which would already make sense considering how many other things like he's part of that they're bringing in. So, uh, make sure it does well. <laughs> yeah, and they filmed in El Paso and... Uh, oh, I just saw it. El Paso and... El Paso and... El Paso and... El Paso and... Smoking the reefer. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, a lot of Spanish in the movie. Um... God damn it, where did I just see that? <laughs> and Puerto Rico! And Puerto Rico! Um, filming wrapped in July on July 18th last year. Alright. Wow, not a very long shoot. Began in May 25th. Huh. So yeah, not all... Yeah. Got him good. One take, every <laughs> shot. I guess so. Like, so anyway, it's it should be.
be better than the previous DCEU movies. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, if everybody goes out to see this movie, it will probably be part of the new DCU. And I want to see a Blue and Gold movie. I want to see more Blue Beetle. I want to see Blue Beetle represented. That would be fun. I am excited. Besides, even if we all go see it and it's not the greatest movie and he gets put in the DCU, that means they'll make better movies with him in it. Hopefully. Yeah. That's that's all we can really hope for. So, anyway, I recommend anybody go read the Blue Beetle Rebirth from 2016. Uh, it's on the DC app. <laughs> that I complained about the other week. <laughs> I will say I should have complained just a little bit less about the DC app because, um, like, a lot of the... It's just a nightmare to navigate if you don't have uh, the Ultra version. But if you if you get the basic version, you can definitely read the Blue Beetle one. You just can't read the volumes. Mm-hmm. You can't read the collected volumes of most anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all sounds like a hassle it it is and it's like eight dollars a month <laughs> it's an eight dollar a month bit of a hassle but there's a lot of cool stuff and all the really old stuff you can go back and read so if you want to go read those old ted cord ones you can there's not the ted garrett ones are not on oh dan garrett <laughs> ted cord it no <laughs> <laughs> ted cord right ass hi may <laughs> I have a blue beetle stroke over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I really recommend um, Top the Fourth Wall. Um, their video on this was a lot more descriptive, but was also like more than three hours long. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dan Garrett's got a fucked history. Ted Kord's got a weird history. And, and then gets shot in the head. Yeah, and then Jaime Reyes has also a weird history, but if you just go back... A few years and start reading from the rebirth issues it's really really good good to know yeah new 52 one was horribly reviewed <laughs> um yeah so uh that's blue beetle yay yay blue beetle looking forward to the film everybody go see it and um definitely that blue beetle <laughs> kajida